Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. Well, very pleasant. Good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slavin's with you. Joined via telephone, Angela Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning. And boy, are we hitting July like a, a load of firecrackers. Oh, great. Taxes. Taxes. <laughs> Taxes, yes. You're always such um, a breath of good news. <laughs> It is, it is, right? They move our tax holiday to uh, close to our Independence Day so everybody can just, you know, set off their fireworks instead of their mouths when they pay their tax bill, I guess. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yes, you know, there is so much going on with COVID-19 in the way of regulation. And a lot of people are confused, and we've been getting questions left and right. And I can only imagine, and my heart bleeds for the accountants right now, because July 15th is a big day, tax-wise. And so we thought it'd be prudent today just to kind of go through a common Q&A of what we're getting questions about and clear up some things in regard to taxes and some other things around the CARES Act. There's been some expansions that the government has made because of this prolonged situation. And even as I say all of this, Steve Mnuchin came out, I think it was June 29th, which is our Secretary of Treasury, and he said that they may even further extend the tax holiday in the last, in the last hour, right? So that is not set in stone, but it is in conversation. So uh, as I say all of this, Uh, Just keep your eyes and ears open as to what might be happening over the next week or so in this regard. But with that, I was looking so hard this morning. I thought, you know, surely there is something out here that we can uh, lift the the air and the stigma around taxes to get everybody with a smile on their face. And the best I could do was this little question by uh, John Stewart. And he asked, he said, if con is the opposite of pro, then isn't Congress the opposite of progress? Wow. Yeah. So I don't know who came up with con. I mean, obviously our founding fathers. But, <laughs> but today it does certainly feel that way, doesn't it? We've got a Congress up there that's not moving on anything when our country needs it most. But um, I know we, we all on this show are all faithful people and, and just prayers for them um, and what, what they're doing for our country or against our country and that they may be moving forward in the right direction. But let's dig in to some common Q&A, and let's start with this big date. You know, even as my mom, I, I don't know if you know this, she edits everything that goes out of our office, and she was reading through this. She was like, oh, this is really good because this answers some of my questions. And she obviously has had a, a hand in the bookkeeping and accounting um, the entire life of our company. And there's several things that need to be done by July 15th. And I think it's a little confusing for everybody and has been. And so I'm going to give you a real short answer to this. And then I'm going to start to give you a laundry list of the most common. But the short answer is that almost everything needs to be done by July 15th. 
the long answer begins with the fact that you need to file your 2019 tax return or file an extension for your tax return. You can still do that. So I want you to think of this just being the new date for tax holiday in general, meaning if you still owe taxes or will owe taxes or will need to make a final tax estimate for 2019, that needs to be done by July 15th. And I know it's crunch time because I know in our world, the market's closed on Friday. So we don't really have a whole lot of time between now and July 15th. And we've got a holiday. So they, they really didn't tee this up to be on a very good date, especially for those poor accountants. I feel bad for them. They've been working their rear off with all of the everything business-related, and now we're going to pile a tax holiday on them when they're usually on holiday, right? Right. So that's a biggie. Number three, you need to get any 2019 penalties paid. And what I mean by this is let's say, for example, that you took an early withdrawal out of your IRA last year that incurred a 10% penalty. Well, if you haven't paid that in, you need to get that paid as well. So not just your tax estimate, but also your penalties. Here's some other things, and I would get on these this week. I would not be waiting till the last minute to do it unless you know that the firm that you work with can accommodate last-minute things. But make sure that you have made your contribution for your IRA or Roth IRA for 2019. Those have to be done by July 15th. Same thing with your health savings account contributions. Those have to be done by July 15th. So, and the reason I say don't let it wait till last minute is, again, you've got holidays coming up, and it may not be your advisor or whoever that you're dealing with, but if there's, I assume that the banks are probably going to be uh, closing on early on certain days, and anytime there's a holiday, there's always chaos. I know certainly the markets are closed Friday, and they close early on Thursday. Number six, pay your, t- and actually this is six and seven, so pay your 2020 first quarter estimate, tax payment. So we were, were given permission, you know, around March that we could extend those to July 15th, and then they came out and said that your second quarter estimated tax payment could be delayed until July 15th. So technically, you have two tax payments for 2020 that are due by July 15th. So if you're sitting here and you're paying your 2019 estimate and your 2020 estimates, you might have twice the tax bill, and that's why I'm saying maybe earlier the firecrackers are going to be going off more ways than one. And but what I mean by that is people's mouths are not going to be happy, right? Right. And then this is a biggie. I think, you know, make sure that you're talking to your advisor about this because you can actually make any retroactive payments to retirement plans if you're an employer. And you can still get some things done for 2019. And the reason I say this is big is our experience has been telling us is that most of our clients had an awesome year in 2019. 2020 is not seeing up to be a great year at all for them. So, um, you know, one of the things that we're doing is what can we do in arrears to help with that 2019 return? Well, you're down to very few things. You've got those IRA contributions, the savings contributions, and then also, though, you've got the ability to go back into those retirement plans and add some money. So really be talking to your advisor about what you could possibly do there to make sure that you're getting all the benefits that you can to keep that bill as low as possible. 
So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about required minimum distributions. Then there's this thing called a coronavirus-related distribution that everybody has been asking about. And then we're going to be talking a little bit about the PPP loans, the EIPL with the SBA. And then last, if you've used up all your resources, is there anything left that you can do to get a relief? Well, the answer is maybe. And we'll address that right here on Life Planning 101. You don't want to miss it when we come back. And we're back. Life Planning 101 on this marvelous Monday morning. Last Monday in June, Angela. Yes, and we are talking about tax deadlines and other money matters. The common Q&A that we're getting and uh, there's a little boy that's asking his dad, he says, how much is a trillion dollars? Dad says, I don't know, son. That's something that Congress just puts in a stimulus package. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So isn't that the way we all feel right now? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Let, let's yes. just send out some more money. <laughs> let's just send out some more money, exactly. Except for the fact that they're just not doing anything. And, you, you know, you brought up a good question in the break. Karen, I think this is good. You know, a lot of our listeners are always asking our opinion on certain matters, and one of them being, what should we expect? And we're in an election year, and that's what makes this so complicated, is that everybody's trying to push their political agenda and tear up the other side in the process. And so I really don't think that we're going to see some major legislation at all. I mean, it would take another, you know, natural disaster of sorts or this pandemic could get far worse before we see anything big come out of Congress, if anything, really, which is sad for the American people because I know our people need our Congress right now more than ever because, um, and it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you sit on, even if you're a libertarian and you say government should have no involvement, they've done too much already and there's too much cleanup to get done. Right. And it's not getting done. So. I think we're just kind of stuck with what we have. And we may see, you know, we saw some um, expanded legislation just in this last few weeks. And again, this is why we're talking, right? So we may see some little things come out, but I don't think we're going to see anything major come out. And so we're planning on this is what we have for 2020. And that brings us to the rules regarding required minimum distributions in 2020. So the bottom line is that they're ways. And if you're not taking a required minimum distribution, that probably means that you're not over 70 and a half, new rule 72, or you don't have an IRA that you've inherited. And if you are one of those things, then you have been taking this, and that means that in 2020, you don't have to take it. And even if you took it, they just expanded this legislation any time in 2020, you may still have the opportunity to roll it back into your IRA if you choose and not pay the tax. Normally, to make a rollover like that, you'd have 60 days. However, there is this little category of qualified people that fit the description of what Congress has enacted of a coronavirus-related distribution. And if that fits you, you have until August 31st to make that change. So we have a deadline approaching, and I think it's important that you talk to your advisor because, you know, I know taxation can be a real deal. And I will say this, 
most of what we're recommending to do, I say most because I can't say this blanketly across the board, but we're recommending rather than required minimum distribution to convert that minimum distribution amount at least to Roth IRA, right? And then it goes tax-free. Right. So there's some powerful planning behind all of that and opportunities, but you need to be asking what that means for your particular situation. So what is this coronavirus-related distribution? And they're calling this a CRD. We don't have enough acronyms already. We're going to add another (laughs) another one. (laughs) Um, Which, by the way, brings me to another joke. You know, you got nine months down the road, we're going to have corona babies. Right. Yes. (laughs) So, um, but this coronavirus-related distribution is the ability for you to withdraw up to $100,000 from your qualified retirement account or accounts in 2020 with a little help from Uncle Sam. What I mean by this is if you're under the normal distribution age, which it might be different from a 401k to an IRA. If, you're, if it's an IRA, it's 59 and a half. Some 401ks have that as low as 55. But if you're under that age, you would normally get a 10% penalty on any money that you're going to take out plus the taxation from that IRA, okay? So in this year, they're waiving that penalty. Well, that's big. On $100,000, that's ten grand. Right. And I tell you this because it's important to note that you can take this even if you don't actually need the funds. And I'm going to explain that more in the next question. But here's why I tell you that. This is a great planning tool. It's not just about getting money out of your IRA or your investments. In fact, if you're doing that, I think that's a last resort, right? But we've been talking about these ticking tax bombs for how many years? Long time. <laughs> a long time. And Congress just pumped trillions into our economy, which means we're doomed for higher taxation. So this may be a great opportunity to help you get that qualified retirement account down in size, even if you do have to pay a little tax. There's also some other relief behind this. So not only do you have the penalty, but you can choose to use that rollover and put it back into that retirement account within a three-year time frame. So you don't have to make a decision right now if you want to roll that over. You've got three years to do it. Right. You could actually take it out, let it grow outside, and then put it back in. The third option is, is that you could choose not to roll it over, and you can spread the taxes over three years. So on a $100,000 distribution, you don't have to pay the tax all this year. You can if you want to, but you could actually spread that out over three years. So there's a lot there, and there's no blanket answer. There's no blanket recommendation for anybody. This really has to do with your unique situation, but you need, if your advisor hasn't been talking to you about this, you need to be talking to them about it and ask them if it fits your situation because it just might be the planning opportunity of a lifetime for you. Now, Here's the key. I want you to listen to this list before you go talking to your advisor and they're going to, you know, be poking us later with a hot shot. So there's some requirements for you to fit this CRD. And again, it doesn't matter if you actually need the funds, but what does matter, and they just expanded these, is that you fit one of these, one or more of these requirements. You've been diagnosed with COVID-19. That's number one. 
Number two, your spouse or any other member of your household does not have to be a family member, but a member of your household was diagnosed with COVID-19. Number three, any of these individuals, you, your spouse, or your member of your household, have had a job offer rescinded or your start date for your job delayed due to COVID-19. See, we're getting a little broader here, aren't we? Sure. And then number four is any of the individuals described above, so we have you, the spouse, the member of the household, has experienced a reduction in income. And I'm going to leave it there. And if we need to get detailed, if you've had any reduction in income, which that could be a lot of things. Business owners, I know you've Mm. had a reduction in income. So this is a very broad definition, and it warrants looking at it independently for your situation. But a reduction in income due to COVID-19 or you have experienced adverse financial consequences, such as paying for your kids to have a sitter or tutor. Very broad, Very broad, yes. So this is huge. Not talked about a lot, but you need to be asking about it. Okay, let's switch gears for just a minute. Let's talk about, well, let's just talk more to business owners, I guess. But... There's a lot of questions behind this forgiveness expansion of the PPP loan. And really, the forgiveness expansion is too little too late for a lot of people. It was when they first announced it. And I think it's just confusing people. It's really not much more than what you were giving in the beginning, except for the fact that what they're trying to do is allow you to use up all the funds that you received and get forgiveness on those. So you need to talk to your banker if there's any way for you to go back and do things a little bit different way. But the expansion was not the amount of money that you get. Okay, we get that all the time. The expansion is two things. First, you don't have to have 75% of your funds going to payroll expenses. Now it's only 60%. And then the second is, is that you originally had eight weeks to use the funds for forgiveness items. Now you have 24 weeks for the funds to be used for forgiveness items. So, again, if you're past the point, you need to talk to your banker to make sure there's nothing else that you can do to get that link. It's really about length and then percentage-wise expanded, but it's not money. So that leaves us with the fact of is there anything else available to business owners? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KWI. Back to Angela. Yes, we're talking about tax deadlines and other money Q&A with COVID-19. If you've missed any part of the show, you might want to go back and listen to this. There's some extremely valuable information within the show, and it's also going to be in our weekly Life Lessons newsletter this week in a printed version, and you can always subscribe to that by going to www.kennedy-financial.com. But let's get to it because we're running out of time. So the other question that we get is regards to the EIDL loan, and will that grant money actually be taxable? Well, it's not clear yet. We don't have a good answer. And there's two schools of thought on this. The first is, is that The revenue should be treated as revenue, and you'll have expenses offset it. Therefore, if you made it tax-free, it would be considered a double tax benefit. 
But the second thought was that it is a grant. Therefore, it shouldn't be taxable. So the bottom line is we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wait for the IRS um, to make a determination. It's exactly right. We haven't gotten guidance on it at all. And then the other thing for business owners, you know, you've done the EIDL, you've done the PPP loan or, or some other things. What else is available to you? And I think the biggest thing is don't forget to use the tax-free disaster payments for your employees. So these are payments that you can make to your employees that are tax-deductible, and they're tax-free to the employee, and they don't have any FICA or Medicare on them. And there's a laundry list of potential expenses that the pandemic would actually qualify for. And you could do unreimbursed medical expenses for COVID-19 treatment for them or their family members. Um, you know, health-related expenses such as hand sanitizer. You could pay for their hand sanitizer. Child or dependent care. Tutoring for school or daycare. You know, alternative transportation just so they can commute safely. Caring for their family members. Funeral expenses. Increased utility expenses. Other home expenses that, you know, they've incurred just to get their a home office set up to be remote. And any increased housing expenses due to quarantine needs from other household members. So that's a big list, and that can be very beneficial to business owners, save you a little bit of money. You can't use this as normal pay, but it could be able to allow you to get some deductions if needed and be able to help your employees out at the same time. So, and here's something else. If you have a vacation home that you've been using to work out of during this pandemic, don't forget to claim that as a business expense. Now, you're going to need to talk to your tax professional about this, but this is big. could be lots of costs for many months, right? So sure. make sure that you're addressing that. I know this is a lot of information that we've covered today. You know, I feel like every week's COVID week. <laughs> eventually, we'll get back to the key of life planning but I know this is all very important information, and make sure that you just use this and abuse this. Uh, you can go to our website. You're certainly welcome to ask us any questions that you want. And we just pray for all of you to be happy and healthy through this pandemic and that God blesses you with moments of being able to recenter and focus on the things that are most important in life. Thank you for listening to Life Planning 101. Don't want to miss us next week right here same bat time same bat channel all right we'll have more next week right here on ktx kwby thank you for joining us for life planning 101 brought to you by kennedy financial services of eastland tune in every monday morning at 8 30 on katx and kwby and again on saturday morning at nine o'clock on katx and kwby for more life planning 101 advisory services offered through smart money group llc a registered investment advisor securities offered through calton and associates incorporated member finra sipc kennedy financial services incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.